Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, December 30th, we look at Lesson 13, the end of God's mission. This end is not a total end, but actually a celebration of what God has done through human history. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at the Adventist Learning Community. Together, we love learning and have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into the study. All right, here we are, Michael. We're at the end of a quarter. This is week 13, the end of God's mission. It's gone quickly. It has. It really has. And by the way, this is a a teaser for our audience. We had a fantastic bonus episode recording. Uh, Michael, you want to tell us a little bit about, uh, about that? Sure. Dragoslava Sontrak, who is the uh, primary contributor for first quarter 2024 on the Book of Psalms and just really enjoyed talking with her. So don't miss that special bonus episode. You will not regret it. It is both academic, but also extremely practical. She melts both of those worlds together wonderfully. And so we're please, please check it out. And we're looking forward to this uh, final lesson of this quarter. We've had a great time in mission, looking forward to transitioning into Psalms. But our memory text, Michael, is coming from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 11 through 12. Once again, that's 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 11 through 12. And it shares this. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. A beautiful, beautiful lesson there. Uh, We are looking forward to the second coming, and we are called to become more like him in character and in love in so many different ways. And by beholding, we become, right, Michael? Absolutely. Uh, As as we move forward in this, uh, this uh, lesson is called the end of God's mission, but this is the accumulation of everything that we're doing here on earth, looking forward I know we're about to celebrate the first Advent, but we're looking forward to the second Advent. And this is what this is, lesson is, is talking about. This is the pinnacle of what we're living for. And so, Michael, share with us Sunday's lesson, Revelation, God's Last Day Mission. Absolutely. And here we are kind of coming full circle. Mission, but it's about Jesus and his soon return. And one of the things that was very interesting recently was to go to uh, some other religious services my kid had to to do that as part of their schoolwork and went to one particular service and and the preacher was actually preaching a christmas sermon on the second advent we talk about wow. the first advent but the second advent i felt like i was in a seventh day adventist church there for a little bit and uh, it's a good reminder that there have been many people across time and space who've looked forward to jesus jesus's return and we're not the only ones who believe that jesus is coming as well so it's, it's important that we not forget that. We have a couple of texts here. First is in the first seven verses of Revelation. I'm not going to to read all of that, but we have kind of a, a poignant reminder as here, the book of Revelation about end times. It starts out the revelation from Jesus Christ. So in order to understand end time events, we have to always keep them contextually centered upon the person of Jesus. And so, and then verse two, his, his servant, John, who testifies to everything he saw. So this is a testimony about Jesus. And then, of course, we have these words, verse 3, the words of this prophecy, blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time 
is near. And of course, we know that early Christians, they believed Jesus was coming too, right? So they right. hope of all the ages that, that Jesus is going to come again. Um, but we have some uh, particular um, descriptions for us of God's people as time continues on, as we're waiting at the very end of time. We see Bible prophecy being fulfilled. We see these things that are reminding us that that all of the signs leading to the second coming of Christ, that those things are being fulfilled. And there's a couple of, of verses here, verse 6 in particular of Revelation chapter 1. He talks about, this is John, and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and the Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So part of our role is we are to be a part of a kingdom and to be priests. And as, as Adventists, we hearken back to the Reformation, thinking of Martin Luther and, and Magisterial Reformation, right? This idea right. of the priesthood of all believers, that all of us, men and women, every disciple of the kingdom is a priest. Uh, and so, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, even if you work in full-time ministry, it doesn't make you any more of a priest than anyone else. We're all priests in this, this work, this mission that we have together. We yes, see this sir. reiterated, 1 Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful his light. light. Exactly. So this is uh, same idea. Again, a chosen people, a royal priesthood isn't to somehow be exclusive, like they're spiritual superheroes, but they have a special role to play. Uh, God's possession they are a holy nation because they have the message of salvation they know who god is his character and they have the privilege to be able to share that with others but here's the description sort of the priesthood of all believers and a mission to share the gospel right before jesus comes but the lesson unpacks this a little bit further in a very distinctive and significant way with the three angels messages buster yes yeah, so michael this reminds me of the lesson that we had a couple of quarters ago uh -huh. where it was all over the three angels message and hopefully our audience remembers remembers that if you're new to being a seventh-day adventist hopefully before as you went through bible studies you found that this is one of the central themes of the adventist church one of the pinnacles of who we are and I, I enjoyed this lesson because michael it's well first of all it's monday december 25th so this is a gift to us as Adventists on but Christmas. Revelation, <laughs> yes. Revelation 12, verse 12 shares this. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come to you, having wrath because he knows he has a short time. I'm sharing this because in the lesson it's correlating some different lessons with the three angels message, along with Luke chapter 11, verse 23. He who was not with me is against me and who does not gather with me scatters and so we see here that this is about togetherness and that being about god's mission michael as you just shared as high priest and high priestesses of the church we're called to be about god's mission not our own not pulling our own direction not spectators there's no spectators in this and i do want to share this though there are different ways to gather not everyone is called to be an evangelist not everyone is called to become a teacher. Not everyone is called to be a pastor. Not everyone is called to be with the gift of hospitality. Well, okay, we're all supposed to have somewhat of a gift of hospitality, but some are more gifted in that area than others. In other words, 
we're called in our giftedness to do the will of God. And you might be saying, well, what, is, what does that look like? Well, Revelation 14, 6 through, uh, 6 through 12, gives us a, a clearer view of what our overall mission is. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made the heaven, earth, and sea and the spring, uh, the sea and the springs of water. And another angel followed saying, Babylon has fallen, has fallen that great city because she has made all the nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and its image and receives his mark on his forehead or in his hand, he himself shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone, the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the lamb. And their smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. I know we've gone through this time and time again, what forever and ever means. It means till something ends or ceases. But, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. But listen to this. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Every priesthood or everyone a part of the priesthood follows this. Verse 12, they keep the commandments of God and they have the faith of Jesus. Uh, and by the way, the commandments of God is more than the Ten Commandments. The commandments of God is as God is living, as Scripture is living and powerful, as God convicts us, those are commands that he gives us. Uh, when you're driving by and God gives you a command to call someone or to reach out to someone, when God calls you to go somewhere, Michael, when he calls you to go to the Philippines, you go. That's a commandment. It's not just a suggestion. It's a call. Now, sometimes he gives us choices in our calls. Do you want to go to the Philippines or do you want to stay here in the States? I'll, I'll bless you either way. But sometimes he calls us directly and it's up to us to have our ears tuned into God to go where he wants us to go, to do what he wants us to do, which mm -hmm. is all binding together of sharing what God's end mission is, which is he wants as many of his children home with him as possible. I, I used to believe that his end mission was for us all to become perfect. No, it's about for us all to join the progression of the mission. It's for us all to be in a relationship with him. And he is the one that's continually working on us. And there will never be this moment where we say we've arrived until he arrives. And that's when the final work is done. And so I want to make that clear. Don't be afraid of this. Don't be scared. But join God in his mission and join him in the gathering. And that, and I, 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 do, I know it's not black, or white, black and white. But those who are not gathering are scattering is what Luke is, excuse me, is what Luke eleven twenty three is saying. Mercy. So are you helping to gather or are you helping to scatter? And the enemy would love nothing more than to scatter us. But God has done everything in his provision to make sure that we are gathered unto him. And so, Michael, that brings us to the final crisis, Tuesday's lesson. Yeah, so we're reminded we're going back to the Great Commission, Matthew 28, go therefore and make disciples. But the focus of the text here on Tuesday's lesson is specifically talking about why does every uh, group of people matter to God? And we have a series of these texts, 1 John 4, 8, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Classic favorite text, 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow. In keeping his promise, as some understand slowness, he is instead he is patient with you, 
not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. 1 Timothy 2.4, who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And Genesis 12, you know, all the way back to the original blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you and all people's earth will be blessed through you. So all of those things, those texts together remind us that we have a God who is doing everything he can to save us. He wants us to be saved. And those people at the very end of time, they have a clear picture of the character of God, God's love, his selfless love, the kind of God that he is. There's, there's research that shows that we tend to act out as Christians the way that we view God. So we kind of become more and more like that. And so if we see that God is a loving God, essentially it's going to make us want to be more loving in the way that we treat one another. And if we see God as a harsh taskmaster or a dictator in heaven, we're going to kind of live that out. So how we understand how we view God matters a great deal. And so it's important. It's, it's vital for us to understand as we approach the final crisis, who God is and his desire, his intentions for each and every one of us. Let's yes. take this to Wednesday's lesson, Success and Mission. You know, Success and Mission, and Michael had asked this very important question. It asked us to read the following text. I'm going to ask our audience to go and do that. I, as I went through them, uh, they're very pertinent. And I, I'm going to ask that you please take them with with a, a hopeful heart, not, not a... Uh, don't beat yourself over the head. Don't beat yourself because you're, you don't live perfectly up to it. It says, what do the following texts, read the following texts, what do they tell us about the character of those who become followers of Jesus? The very first one here, Michael, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 2, for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste version to Christ. This is God saying, I I want you. I want a relationship with you. But he recognizes he's not the only one who wants a relationship with this. We want a relationship with ourselves. The enemy wants a relationship with us. The ways of the world, the customs of the world, they want a relationship with us. And God is saying, I want to be your priority. I want to be first in your life. And if you allow me to do that, I will help you to overcome those over things. And by the way, those things are something to be overcome. Not every everything in our cultures are are evil or bad, but there are some things that are contrary to the word of God that he wants us to watch out for, that he wants us to look out for. And in proximity to God, he reveals those things to us in a way that allows us to live for him, but also to live amongst those who do not. And I think it's important to say that because I think sometimes we have othering happening. Uh, which is if you don't do exactly how, if you don't live exactly how I think you should live, then you're apart from me, you're lost forever. And oftentimes that's not going to be the case. Uh, please listen to, to this as I'm sharing with you. This is relationally based. This is not checklist or checkmark based. Here at the end of this, of this lesson on, on uh, Wednesday, Michael, it shares with this, disciples of Jesus are pure, remaining loyal to him as a pure bride would to her, to her, to her betrothed, to her husband. Now, in that, Michael, I don't think any of us here can say, "Oh, I have a perfect marriage," but we can say we have a loving marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in our relationship with Christ. I think sometimes we get this notion of, "Oh, I need to have a perfect relationship with Christ." No, I need to have a loving relationship with Christ because I love Him. I choose to live for Him because I love Him. I choose to to flee the enemy and run towards God. 
which brings us to one of the other texts that was brought here, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which is linked with Revelation 7, 14 as well. And I said to him, sir, you know. So he said to me, those are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and, are, and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. We're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb in that relationship with the Lamb. And please go over these texts, read them, think of ways to apply them to your lives because God is moving, he is, he is loving us, and he is wanting us, once again, in that eternal relationship with him. Uh, and so, Michael, tell us about that mission being complete Thursday's lesson. Well, this is exciting because this is Revelation 21, right? It's at the very end describing the new heaven, the new earth. Uh, I love this. I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven, first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And then I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared. And this sounds very familiar to what you're just describing. Prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And so, Amen. you know, you could read through this whole chapter. I encourage you as you're reviewing the lesson this week to do that. But we have this just, we have this hope, right? This hope of... The earth being made new. And even in these first couple of verses, it is a poignant reminder. It says there won't be any more sea. Why Why at the very end of time would, would John the Revelator put that in there? Issues like rising sea levels, right? Climate change, everything else. Because this earth is wearing away. It's, it's, it's not going to last. We have exploited it. And to the point where, you know, we look around and, and we just kind of keep asking ourselves, how much longer can all of this last? It's, it's mm -hmm. a challenge. It's a, it's a very real challenge. And what we have promised for us is not only like, you know, the new Jerusalem being a wonderful place to live in itself, but it's our hope of survival. It's our hope of living. It's our hope for all eternity that God's people will be together with Jesus. And that's what makes the mission complete is we're finally reunited. You know, the, the bride and the groom, they see each other. That's always that beautiful moment when you can catch their eyes when they first see each other going, walking down the aisle. And, and that's that mission complete satisfaction, that union that happens and that will happen. And we know it and we look forward to it. We celebrate it and it gives us hope for the future. Yeah, Michael, uh, it's beautiful. And matter of fact, Friday's lesson has a beautiful quote from Sister White, Patriarchs and Prophets, page 342. And goes along with what you just shared. Says the great plan of redemption results in fully bringing back the world into God's favor. All that was lost by sin is restored. Not only man, but the earth is redeemed to be the eternal abode of the obedient. For six thousand years, Satan has uh, struggled to maintain possession of the earth. Now God's original purpose in its creation is accomplished. The saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever and ever. Uh, what a beautiful sight there, and that's what we're looking forward to, when we, and that's what is meant when we say the end of God's mission. Absolutely. Well, it's been a great quarter. I can't believe we've already gone through it, and if you're listening to the Sabbath School Rescue, I uh, just want to invite you to come back each week, but uh, this coming quarter, first quarter of 2024, especially want to tune in because we've got a great bonus episode that you won't want to miss. So, and this is just a reminder that all of us are invited to be part of God's mission. And uh, there will be a finale, great conclusion, the end of God's mission, which is what we've been talking about today. 
until next week, this is Sue and Swoops signing out. Signing out. As we wrap up, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Adventist Learning Community, a ministry of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. You can join us each week by subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure you share with as many people as possible. And be sure to give us feedback by rating our podcast and go to our website, SabbathSchoolRescue.org, for each weekly episode.